BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Man, there's a lot of stuff to unpack. Uh, UFC 274. It had, its, it had its ups and downs. It was a strange week. It was a strange card. Uh, you had the controversy with the, the scales uh, all week. Cowboy Cerrone versus Lozon uh, was a scratch. And then the uh, Rose Esparza fight was maybe the worst championship fight in the history of the UFC. It, it probably had to be, right? Like It was actually one of the worst fights in the history of the UFC. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like when Rose coming into the in, into the ring saying I'm the best, I'm the best it was like she was trying to convince herself. Like it's not the time now. Like you do that, like basically, like you know, you give yourself a little like whatever you do in your head, and then you walk out to put your game face on. I didn't like right away when she came out. I said, well, I don't know, man. She seems rattled and nervous and stuff. And and I swear to God, Matthias, I've heard this from fighters before, right? And. Sometimes, like Phil Baroni once told me, he goes, sometimes, man, you just can't throw, pull the trigger, right? He said, sometimes, like, your mind, you're like, I should be punching, but you don't. (laughs) He said, like, and and, and nothing like this, but I'm telling you, bro, it was nothing tactical. There was nothing like this or that. It's like she had, like, some sort of weird mental... I don't want to say mental breakdown because that's I don't I'm not I'm not saying you know what I mean. That's a strong that's a strong statement. It looked but, like she lost to her before, Gabe. I feel no. like when you lose to somebody, you already have no, no, no. You've lost. This is a girl that's beaten the crap out of Injechik, man. This is a girl that's been in absolute brawls and wars with people, and she was just like not scared, but <clears throat> she wasn't ready to fight. Like, that was Caleb Starnes, like. And I don't know if you know the Caleb Starnes story, like, with Nate Quarry, in which, like, Starnes, like, didn't fight. Like, he did not throw a punch, right? And same thing. He had, like, this sort of, it's like a golfer getting the yips. It wasn't that, you know, you, what, you think Rose was scared of Carla Esparza? Even though you lose to Carla, well, you don't I get think hurt. she was afraid of her takedown. I think she was so afraid to get taken down that she wouldn't engage because Carla Esparza has the, one of the best takedowns oh, come in, on. Fema- in female uh, uh, MMA, Gabe. He, she will take you down, she shoots, and she keeps you down. She or tried to take her down fighters. and failed. That's what makes it even more surprising to me like, <laughs> that Rose would not engage. You're acting like uh, Carlos Barnes's Brock Lesnar or something, bro. Like, and you know, vicious she's takedowns. She's taken down all of her opponents and she's kept them down. She's on how how many fights has she won in a row fighting the most boring fights in the UFC? And she's yeah, no, it's effective. Down. It's effective. It's effective. But it wasn't like it, I'm telling you. It's, it's you're gonna see after. It wasn't at all. She was scared of the takedowns. No, she had a mental nervous like hitch. In in the cage, like she could not right, and it didn't happen until she started realizing there was like ten minutes left in the fight. I can't believe her coach, also boyfriend Pat Barry, was making her feel like the fight was in the back. 
Same with Trevor Whitman. It's like we're doing everything the right way. You're fighting a great fight. You you got her forehead red. You're gonna win this fight. Keep doing what you're doing. And I'm thinking, man, this fight's a lot closer yeah. than what these guys are saying. Yeah, I liked. Uh, I thought that I don't know if it was Chaos Williams. His guys are one of these. One of the dudes. I'll, I'll tell you right now. MMA corner suck for the most part. Level two, this is Sportridge. I am Renzi. The pistol players, the hustles, the people, the bust up, and everybody else in between. UFC 274. And Rose, Rose, Rose and Carla Esparza, one of the worst fights in the history of the UFC. Like, it really was that bad. And I wanted to say this, too. We got a lot of stuff to get to. And I know we got a lot of listeners in Phoenix and stuff, and, uh, you know, we're fans. I know we got a lot of Rageaholics there, but the fans in Phoenix, that, that was terrible last night. That was terrible. Like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're booing. You know, you, Carlos Sparks is talking about getting married, you booed her. I even lost money on the fight. You know what I mean? You're booing her after. I forget the, the Shison. Yeah, Shison. She won the fight. She, well, did she win the fight? Who cares? It was a crap-ass fight, right? People are, like, booing the crap out of her after. You can boo the result. Don't boo the fighter when she's talking in the cage after. Like, she's like, you know, I work really hard for this, and sometimes it's not going to be entertaining, but you're going to win a fight. And people just booed more, right? And, you know, I was just sort of like, hey, listen, go watch the bare knuckle stuff. If, like, this is, like, anytime someone got taken down and started booing, it was just sort of a... It was kind of a Bush League crowd, and, and that's not like a knowledge, you know what I mean? You don't boo everything and stuff. They were booing everything. I mean, hell, they started booing, they booed everybody. They started booing Chandler for a second, and, and Ferguson they didn't throw right away, right? Like, guys, it's not like, a, this isn't like a Gladiator, right? So, you know, I thought that, but I will say, and I tweeted during the fight, that the Rose and Esparza, that did deserve to get booed, and... It was so, they're lucky that they weren't in an empty place because I've never heard Joe Rogan and Cormier, I've never heard the UFC announcers criticize a fight as much as they were when that fight was going on. Like, basically, Rogan said, this is the worst fight in the history of the UFC. Um, Like, Cormier was just like, I don't know what to say. He goes, how do you score this? He goes, no one's done anything. They're both standing there. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, it really was. It was bad. Poor Tony Ferguson. I think Ferguson's still lying on the floor right now somewhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi kicking at Sirius XM Channel 159 of Muddy or 1090 ESPN Radio, the loudest station in the nation, a 50,000 watt juggernaut. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. It's been a wild weekend of action. A little bit of something for everybody. If you didn't watch something this weekend, then you know what? You hate sports. Let's bring in a man that watched a lot of things uh, this weekend, including the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, throws it down with us. Babano, it's always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? Oh, it's been uh, NBA and NHL playoff uh, overload here for me, Marenzi, this weekend. Just spending the whole weekend just watching the postseason unfold with a little UFC, a little Kentucky Derby thrown in for good measure. So one hell of a sports weekend. Yeah, it's one of the biggest uh, biggest weekends in re- recent memory when you consider Canelo everything. losing in boxing. I mean, geez, I didn't even mention that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a crazy weekend, and uh, we broke down ten events, ten different sports and events on on Friday, and um, we did well. We, we we did well. We enjoyed that F one race uh, in Miami, but I did not enjoy uh, the uh, the Toronto Maple Leaf game in Tampa Bay uh, tonight. I didn't even take the Leafs. I took the Leafs plus two and a half, and I still ended up losing because I didn't trust uh, the Leafs to actually win the game when it, when it was all said and done. And um, you know, we knew about Vasilevsky being 15 and 0 going into uh, going into a game coming off coming off a playoff loss, make it 16 and 0 right now. And an interesting number as far as the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the Leafs are concerned, guys. You know, this team they haven't won uh, a playoff series since 2004, and one of the reasons why. They don't take advantage of series leads. Now, one in eight, Babano, the last nine times they've had a series lead in, in, a, in a series, they've lost the next game. And it's hard to win a playoff series if you're not going to rattle off a couple of wins in a row. They still can win this series, yet they got, they got drilled tonight in Tampa. Yeah, they still can. They've got they've still got home ice advantage. There is still a lot of positives, but this was not one of them. They have to know collectively as a group going into tonight that this is the two-time defending champions looking to avoid a 3-1 deficit before the series shifts back to Toronto. You have to know they're coming out storming. You have to know they're coming out strong and they're firing a punch. And for some reason, the Leafs were not ready to match that. Now, I don't know why. But they were not ready to match that. And it started right from the opening puck drop with just getting swarmed, turning the puck over, leading to multiple lightning goals. And it was just evident. There was urgency for the lightning, and there was not quite as much for the Leafs. Well, you have to learn to play. Well, that's the whole thing with Bannon. That was my point. They have to learn to play. Uh, that's the whole thing. You know what I mean? They, they can play with urgency, but they're not even good in, in urgent situations, right? It's not like the Leafs, you know, it's like, oh, okay, no, we'll be fine. They haven't been fine. And now, now game five is a must-win situation for the Babano. It's as simple as that. Like, they're not capable. They've shown they're not capable of winning two times in a row. So, like, I don't think right now, like, I don't have any belief that if they if they win on uh, on Tuesday night, that, oh, yeah, okay, they're going to close the series out. No. I mean, at best now, it's going to go seven if you're the Leafs. And at worst... They're going to lose, man, game. You know, they're going to lose the next game, and then they're done uh, going back to Tampa after. You know, like you said, man, everybody knew Tampa was going to come out hot tonight. I'm not surprised Tampa won. And, you know, it's just the fact. Um, actually, you know what, man? I'm not even surprised Toronto got drilled, actually. I'm not really surprised by any of it. Like I said, I took them plus two and a half, so I didn't really have a lot of confidence. It really upsets me because I had them partly with the Dodgers. And, you know, Leafs plus two and a half in the Dodgers, but, man, it was only like minus 145, too. So it wasn't like, oh, I had to lay a big price to do it. It was very frustrating. These son of a bitches couldn't even just lose by two. No, it it took until the third period to get some sort of a a pushback uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs when they were already down 5-0. Actually, if you take out the empty net goals that were scored in the third period by Tampa, the Leafs outscored Tampa in the third period, like uh, uh, 3-0, I think. I think because all the goals Tampa scored in the third were empty net goals. Uh, so it took that for them They're to be down five, five on five, too, in the series. But all that stuff doesn't matter, right? Right. You know, and when, when, it, when it's all said and done. So they, they got, um, you know, it is it is what it is. Like I said, not, none of it's really surprising. That's the whole thing. We can't be like, oh, I can't believe they didn't show up. It's just, it to me, it's more amazing that Tampa Bay, we can talk about Toronto, Babano, but that's who they are. It's amazing to me that Tampa just answers the bell every damn time they lose, bro. This is 16 times in a row now. 
And that's probably a big reason why they've repeated as champions, and they've just got this incredible ability to park a bad game and bring their absolute best the next time. It starts with their goalie, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Everybody was on board tonight. Stamkos, Point, Hedman, Kucherov, the entire, you know, big guns for the Lightning. They showed up. And for the Leafs, this was a quiet night for Austin Matthews, a quiet night for Mitch Marner. They really didn't put their uh, imprint on the game. It was good to see Nylander at least get his first couple goals of the series. But there is a lot of vitriol being spewed on Twitter toward John Tavares, the captain of the Leafs. And people are getting sick and tired of what, what's happening here. The lack of offense, the lack of he's not his foot speed. He's not being able to keep up with some of the pace that we're seeing these days. It looks like he's a step slow. Low, losing puck battles, losing foot race situations on the ice. Uh, someone said on Twitter, this is an $11 million face-off guy. That's essentially what the Leafs have right now, an $11 million face-off guy. He's good in the face-off dot, but he's not been particularly fast with his foot speed. He's not finding any sort of ability to finish a chance close in, in around the net. Uh, it's becoming an issue. They need more out of their captain, period. Yeah, but it's not like it's not John Tavares' fault they lost. For first off, Lee fans are douchebags, number one, right? Like, let's just call it off what it is. Like, they all Toronto fans are. Like, Raptor, that's what they do. Like, they, they love the team, and then they turn on the team. Like, no one was crying about Tavares when they were up in the series the other night. Right? Like, no. It's the same thing with Mike Smith. We're all the Mike Smith people. Oh, no, Mike Smith, Mike Smith. It was just, it's convenient. Listen, Tavares, quite frankly, Babano, hasn't been very good at all for a couple of years. Right? Like, it's another thing. It's not like it's new. I mean, people can point at Tavares now. They obviously haven't watched him play. He hasn't. He, I don't know. He hasn't. And look, the Islanders weren't any worse after he left. They had a ton of success. But that's, you know, listen, man, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're not, like, they're not going to win or lose because of John Tavares. I'll just put it that way. Like, he's, you know, they pay him a lot of money. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It'll be a collective it. failure. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, they may, he makes a lot of money, but it's not like, oh, yeah, Tavares better play well tonight or we're going to lose. No, they just got ambushed. They just got you know, absolutely ambushed. Nothing went their way. Um, to me, it was just shocking how many goals were scored, not just in this game, but across the board. Just the, they, it was, Every game was the same today, uh, for the most part. You know, you look at Boston and Carolina. Uh, Boston dominates. They win 5-2. St. Louis wins 5-2. Over batters are cashing in on this stuff. And we always say, Babano, a series doesn't start until the team um, – until the team loses on home ice. And look, the Boston Bruins are right back in this thing right now. Yeah, they are. There's no question about that. And you're right. Speaking of the overs, I want to mention, since Friday, we're talking 10-1 and one to the over uh, in NHL Stanley Cup playoff games. So 10 of the last 11 have gone over the total. I believe for the entire playoffs, it's 20-7 and seven, uh, to the over uh, here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So there's no look, doubt. 7-4, 7-3, 6-1, 4-2. You're right. It was, it was an over machine on Saturday, too. Yep, and then three of the four on Friday uh, went over the total. So there's your 10-1 and one, uh, since uh, Friday with the overs. And it's very simple. Someone asked me, why is that? Why is that? Is Have you seen the games? Have you seen the penalty parade in every game? It's it's endless. It's a penalty parade. And a big reason for that is because this year is the first season where cross-checking and hacking and whacking in front of the net when those one-on-one -on -one puck battles are going for position to try to get rebounds, they're calling those as penalties this year for the first time. And that is leading to a lot of the penalties that you're seeing in the postseason. They're not letting that crap go now in front of the net. And obviously well, more penalties should. means more chances for goals. They should, right? It's not, it's, it's not you know, that's what hot playoff hockey is supposed to be. Um, and another thing is, too, quite frankly, there's a lot of breakdowns, bro, right? It's not just, just the power play goals. There's a ton of defensive breakdowns all the time that, you yeah. know, this shouldn't happen. And another thing is, too, and I saw this, I was tweeting about this the other night, is the empty net goals, man. I've never seen an era of players. I saw it in the regular season, too. Man, like, guys just randomly fire the puck at the net now. When the net is empty, man, years ago, you'd get punched in the face for that stuff. It would be like, what are you doing? Like, what? Just flick it down the ice. Don't try to be a hero. And, and like now, like coaches don't even see about an eyelash after one of their jackass players uh, causes a face-off in their own uh, in their own zone after. And these guys don't miss these empty nets, man. Nowadays, <laughs> like I tell you, that, they don't miss very often. I'll tell you that. More of a battle on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class, Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. We're kicking it with Ian Cameron, AK, Babano. Let's do this thing. Uh, we're starting to pick up the pace uh, right now. I told uh, Babano. All right, let's go. Let's pick up the tempo here. Four check, back check. Let's go. Let's go. Hot take time. NHL uh-huh. playoffs uh, are here. So we were talking about all these empty net goals. And, yeah, you know, like I, I said, I saw this during the regular season as well. We're just sort of in, an, in a different era right now. And I totally, you know. I talked about it like, you know, in the old days, guys would always pass the puck or the star player would sort of not want to score in the empty net, Babano. You know what I mean? It'd be like, nah, I'm going to hook up the guy that never scores here, right? And now, man, these dudes are like dudes on, on chicks that on a bar at happy hour, bro. Like they see an empty net, man, and they start firing for it. And most of these guys don't miss, but sometimes they do. Like, you know, what was the game last night, actually? I was watching so many games, but Beno, there was a team. It was the stupid. I got screwed. It was the Stars. Dallas Calgary. Yeah, it, was, it was the Stars. It was Ben, Jamie Ben. That's it. Bro, there's 15 freaking seconds left. There's an empty net. He fires at the net, but he fires at the net like on the other side of the red line. Right. And so he does. misses the net. And then, and the thing is, Babano, Jamie Ben's been around 100 years. Like, he's actually been taught like old school style stuff. So, like, for him to even do it, and it caused a faceoff. Like, even Gary Galley said, man, they better, like, not score here. <laughs> like, basically, because, like, Galley's old school, so he was like, you can't do that. Like, what he just did, or maybe it was Millen, actually, whoever, whoever the hell it was, like, called him out and said, man, he said the same thing I said. He goes, man, like, you get killed for doing that in the old days. Like, what, what are you doing? And I see it time and time again, not just, like, guys, like, that make a mental mistake or they do it around center ice. They just fire at the net. And another thing is, too, as you've talked about, is and I hate this man. It's the modern NHL, bro. They pull the goalie with like four minutes left. Some of these guys, so they'll pull the goalie with four minutes. Or the other one that I really hate, Babano, is when you're already down two or three and you pull the goalie. Like you're not coming back, bro. And it's just you're just charging up the fans and everything. I hate that stuff. And that that's and I play alternate totals, Babano. Right, so like I'm putting together these weird parlays where I have like an in-game under nine and a half with another one under seven and a half, and I still got burnt a couple of times. But hey, it is what it is. It's frustrating. And my last thought, and I'll throw it to you, is another thing is we're not really seeing a ton of great close games, Babano. You know, the Rangers-Penguins game, but there's a lot of like, you know, one team wins 5-2, then the next game the other team wins 5-2 or 5-1. We've seen a lot of that this year. No, we definitely have. And someone made a great note that uh, if you've been laying the puck line, minus one and a half, you're actually doing really well. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. It's usually, oh, I'm going to take the plus and a half and we'll parlay it. We'll be safe. You're right. You're right, Babano. The puck line's been killing it. It has been. And and that's, uh, I don't know if it's going to, look, this is the first round. We're obviously seeing, and we expect some of these series to be competitive, like Minnesota, St. Louis, Toronto, Tampa Bay. And yet most of those series, the games, the teams are winning by margin. Yeah. They are. I know, and then the thing is, man, you know, this is supposed to be as competitive as it's going to get. Because you figure, no, as you go on, it gets tougher, but it kind of doesn't, right? Like, there's going to be mismatches after for teams to get through this first round due to the insanely stupid NHL playoff format. But, yeah, that's something that gets a great point, but, Bando, as far as the puck lines are concerned. And, like, don't be shy, right? It seems if you like the team, they're going to win by more than, especially with this empty net factor we're talking about. 
No question about that. And look at the empty nets goals that for the St. Louis game. That's what cashed the over against Minnesota on Sunday. Look at the Rangers-Penguins. What if you bet an in-game under there? And there's Pittsburgh scoring two empty net goals in the final couple minutes you know, on Saturday night against the Rangers. I mean, it's just been uh, blowing up some of these, not just full game unders, but live unders with the empty nets. We have seen a lot of blowouts and by margin. I still think as the playoffs go on and we really cut the field down, second round, conference finals and beyond, then I think the draw is going to be something you start to look at more and more. I can't imagine we're going to see most of these series play out with two, three, four goal margins night after night. You know, like we're seeing right now, I think at some think point we we're going to see tighter hockey. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, and quite frankly, the same thing in the NBA. There hasn't been that many buzzer beaters. Hasn't been that many. Oh my God, they're going back and forth here in the last minute. Really, it's been no, we beat you, or or you beat us. Right. That's that's sort of been been the theme. One series that is ultra close and kind of frustrating right now, to be honest because I bet a lot of money on this team, is the Calgary Flames. Uh, you know, we just talked about them. Credit the Dallas Stars. Credit the Stars for uh, for playing as well as they are. You know, they, Man, they're a great defensive team. They've got a great young goalie, and they're giving Calgary all they can handle. Calgary's right there. It's not like Calgary's playing poorly, uh, Babano, but let's just call it out for what it is. Calgary's just not putting the puck in the, in the net enough. No, you're absolutely right, and I'll tell you this right now. When it comes to uh, Calgary, the, some of their big guns that were who are just having a phenomenal year are starting to get questioned. What's hap- Why is Matthew Kachuk more concerned about fighting John Klingberg? How about put a puck in the net? Uh, Andrew Mangiapane, it's nice to score a billion goals in October. Can I get one in May, please? That would be nice. It's a lot How harder to Johnny score. Goodrow? It's it's harder to score in May than October, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but these guys are paid to produce in the big games, the big moments, and then the postseason. I know, it's definitely oh, I know. less room I know. out there. I'm aware. Find a way. You have to. And right now, Dallas is clogging it up in the neutral zone, keeping them to the outside. you got to get to those tough areas of the ice. And I'm frustrated with Calgary as someone that thought, you know, even with Dallas giving them trouble two years ago and historically being a tough out for the Flames, um, I thought Calgary just had the better team on paper coming into this series. And now they're in a spot where Monday night and Big D – they lose that game, they're in some serious trouble. Yeah, they really are. There's no, you're, you're exactly right. It's a must-win situation for them. And, you know, they came back, and I figured, all right, now they're back on track. You know, to me, you're right, though, about Calgary, which surprises me, is all the talk that I talked about, you and I talked about them last week, and I said, man, this is a good road team. They're built for the playoffs. And now they get to the playoffs, Babano, and suddenly they don't play playoff hockey. It's the most strange thing, like, not that they're playing playoff hockey, but one thing with the Flames, like they're 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 falling into the classic passing the puck too much on offense and stuff, Abano, right? Like you know what I mean? Like they can't score, so they're looking for these perfect opportunities now. And like to me, it's like guys, just flick the puck at the net, man. Flick the puck at the net and bang it in after crash and bang, crash and bang, and it's like suddenly they're they're not. And they're going to have to find a way, like just come out and you know, find a way. I don't care if you have to kick the damn puck in the net, uh, as long as you get away with it, like get the puck in the net, get a lead. And I think they'll be fine, but you're right. It's a pivotal, pivotal game uh, Monday night. Now the Calgary Flames minus 120 Dallas stars plus 120 uh, to win the series. Um, as far as the game itself is concerned, the Calgary Flames are minus 156 uh, and the stars are plus 130 total five and a half. And I'll tell you what, Babano, that's the whole thing. Like, Dallas won the other night. Like, you have to lay a price on Calgary. Calgary closed at minus 160. So, like, they're heavy road favorites. I, they're, they're too heavily favored, as we see right now. I still think, you know, I'm on the flames. It is what it is. But these numbers at 156 and 160 on the road, Babano, are too high. They are. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a split. I will be on Calgary. Maybe it's time to abandon ship. I don't believe that, though. I I, I mean, Dallas has credit to them. I mean, they've defended very. Jake Ottinger's a story in this series as well. He's been terrific, this young kid. And he is definitely their future in net uh, for the Dallas Stars. Jake Ottinger looks like he's going to have a nice career ahead of him. But for Calgary, it's simple. I need a Johnny Gaudreau sighting. I can't have another game where I can't find you with a telescope. 
uh, on the ice. You know, we need Andrew Mangiapane to uh, Blake Coleman. What? Where's he been? Blake Coleman was a great playoff performer for the Lightning last year. It was a big re- catalyst for that run to the Stanley Cup, and he's kind of been uh, a little bit quiet in this series. So they need everybody on board, Calgary. And, and that's simple as that, and they need to defend better. Noah Hannafin had a critical giveaway the other night, and he's a good defenseman. So I like Calgary, but I'm going to split it up because I don't love the price. I'll only put half my bet on the money line. I'll put half my bet on regulation at around plus 110 for a little better value. Basically, all these underdogs coming into the series, they're all they're all in control right now. Suddenly, you know, with the exception, looking at the overnight card and looking at the overnight board, with the exception of Colorado and Nashville, but nobody likes the one series that's over. Yeah, yeah, but nobody liked the uh, nobody liked the Washington Capitals coming into this series. I I didn't trust the Florida Panthers like in the big picture. I've talked about. I've told you a million times. I've told everybody a million times. They're not built for the playoffs, the Panthers. I don't believe in them. They're just too offensive-minded. And, you know, they haven't lost the series yet, but like I said, they've got issues. Everybody loved the Rangers coming into this series. Everybody likes the Rangers in every game in this series all the time. And here are the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, right now in control. And we just talked about the Dallas Stars as well, Babano. Must-win situation for the Panthers as well. Similar situation. Big night of games on Monday night, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um Keep this in mind. We've seen the teams up 2-1 to one in a series on Sunday. Let's see how they did. Carolina against Boston, loss. Minnesota against yeah. St. Louis, loss. Nobody's, against Tampa a, Bay. No, nobody's been on a real run right besides Colorado here. You're yeah. right. There's been a lot of zigzagging going on here. Yeah, Toronto against Tampa Bay, another team up 2-1. They lost. So what does that mean? Does that mean you back Florida down 2-1? They'll tie it up. Does that mean you back the Rangers? I do like the Rangers, actually. No, but what's weird, the difference is, yeah, these teams are on the road, though, right? So, like, yeah. like Tampa, we're down, and Tampa responds at home. That's true. Florida's yeah. got to respond on the road yes. at Washington. The Rangers have to respond if they're on the road at and Pittsburgh. Calgary. The Stars, yeah, the Stars are hosting the game. The Flames have to respond on the road. These are all must-win games for these teams, man. I don't. Tr- I'll tell you what. If you ask me, of the Florida Panthers, New York Rangers, and Calgary Flames, which team do you trust the least? To tie up the series, it's Florida. It's got to be the Panthers, yeah. It's Florida just because they're. And then after that, wouldn't you say the Rangers? Like I'm more confident. I'd say the Flames. I have the most confidence in the Flames. Yeah. I don't think the Rangers going to win though, Babano. I don't. I think the Penguins are going to beat them actually. To be honest with you, but I understand your take on, on the Panthers not believing in them either. Well, the thing is, the cloak has been tattered for Louis Domingue, and they won that in spite of Louis Domingue. What about Shesterkin? It's not like the Rangers are pitching shutouts to the to, to the Penguins right now. No. All right, more of a battle on the other side, and uh, we'll hit we'll hit the lines. We'll get into this more. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Monday Bloody Sunday continues. This is Sports Ridge. I am Renzi, Sirs XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Ian Cameron, kick with us, AK Babano. You hear him right here on Sports Grid. Find him over at the Ice Guys and uh, many other spots. Follow him on Twitter for all the links at Babano. So, uh, Babano, we can talk pucks all night, but let's start looking at somebody's uh, numbers uh, right now. So, the Florida Panthers are minus 182 road favorites. The total is six and a half. You were just talking about your lack of trust in this team. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm laying 182 with this team on the road in this spot. Uh, what's your take on this game? I do like the over in this game, and I think Florida wins, but I'd rather take their team total. I'd rather lay a buck 35 on the Florida over three and a half than take them. Because if they're going to win the game, they're going to have to score, I think, at least four goals. And I think point. they're obviously capable of that. Go so I'd rather go with that game. direction. Brunette <laughs> has worked on the power. They, apparently the focus in practice on Sunday was power play, and it should be because the power play hasn't scored in the series against Washington so far. And that was a huge strength of the team all season long, this great offense and this great power play. And Washington has shut it down so far in this series. So they've worked extensively. Apparently they've put in some new wrinkles, new looks. Uh, we'll see if it works tomorrow night. But obviously this is for Florida. Very important. Uh, I like the over three and a half, and I think this full game over is worth a look as well. So we talked earlier, and I brought up the fact that the the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are one in eight in their last nine game playoff games in which they have a series lead. And we said they can't, they don't have a killer instinct, right? They don't have a sense of urgency. They don't have it. They just don't have that killer edge and killer instinct. The Pittsburgh Penguins have struggled in past years in the playoffs, but they do have a killer instinct. They've got guys that have won gold medals. They've got guys that have won Stanley cup championships, scoring titles and all this other, you know what I mean? They've, they, you know, they, they've got the accolades so I don't think they're going to roll over and be complacent uh, to Pittsburgh Penguins here. They're minus 113 against the Rangers, but battle. FanDuel's got an even six up as the total. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I do like the Rangers here. I'm not ready to abandon ship. I actually think they'll get some confidence from battling back the way they did against you know, that a horrible first period, no question. And Shesterkin wasn't great. It was probably a weak period by his standards, but a lot of it was just the play in front of him was horrid. I mean, you just cannot give pucks away to, you know, people right in your own zone like that on a silver platter. And the Rangers were guilty of that in the first period. Credit to them. They bounced back. Gerard Gallant actually pulling the goalie worked because they got that game back 4-4 after Georgiev came in. Uh, but the Penguins rebounded in the third. It was still a valiant tr- attempt that had come back for the Rangers. I think they get a little confidence from that. Pittsburgh's not easy, and the Rangers are not defending the Crosby line with Gensel and Rust at all very well. So can they make that adjustment the question? But I, I, I think they will t- tie this series up. They'll come out much stronger. They've been good off a loss. We've seen that repeatedly. Rangers been very good off a loss this year. Most of these teams are, but the Rangers have been. So I like the Rangers. And look, every game in this series has gone over, and you've got a goalie where his confidence Confidence has been shaken a little in Shesterkin and a goalie in Deming. Look, I think the Rangers are going to continue to have success against him the longer he plays in this series because, you know, he's just going to – they're just more aware of his tendencies, and you're not going to see him play as well, I think, the more the Rangers see Louis Deming. So it's hard not it's hard to bet an under with these two teams right now. Total is an even six at FanDuel. Colorado Avalanche, minus 255 road favorites, looking for the sweep uh, here. Uh, the total six and a half. As far as the puck line is concerned, the Avalanche are minus one and a half. Predators plus uh, one and a half. Colorado have been cruising. And listen, Colorado are a dangerous team moving forward. And we'll see if they have that killer instinct. Them sweeping the Preds doesn't mean they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but it does send a message that they're all business. If if Nashville wasn't if that home crowd and home ice advantage and that that fan base which is great fan base especially at playoff time wasn't so strong I'd look to the puck line and I lean puck line with Colorado to finish it off here in Game Four but Nashville is one of those buildings where it's loud the fans get into it and Nashville is probably not going to want to get swept at home maybe Colorado's a little lackadaisical but that's the only reason I could think of to trust Nashville I like over in this game uh, as well six and a half remember this is an elimination game too so you talk about coaches that will 
pull the goalie with six, seven minutes left if they're trailing. That would absolutely happen for Nashville uh, with their season on the line. So, And look, you're, you might have Pavel Fransos in net for Colorado with Darcy Kemper possibly still out. He is still out for this game. He's a backup goalie. You're going to have Connor Ingram again, and Colorado finally figured him out after he stood on his head in Game 2. They just uh, walloped him in Game 3. So this is another one where you'll probably see goals. I don't know if they so much figured him out, but... If you have a million shots, right, it's, a, it's an onslaught. And, and it the floodgates that should have opened in Game yes. 2 against yeah. the guy, they exactly. opened in Game 3. Yeah, eventually, exactly. It's like, you know, eventually um, they're going to start scoring on him. So uh, Calgary at minus 156. Man, this one, that was so frustrating, dude. I was talking about Ben, and then they freaking scored with literally Babano 0.1. You want to talk about a bad beat for under five and a half players? I don't like the term bad beat. You know, it was a bad bet if you had it. And listen, just because you lost by half a point or you lost by this and that doesn't mean that it was a bad beat, but that's a bad beat. That's an effing bad beat. When another team, and they took like three shots at the end of the net in the last minute, they miss. And then, uh, you know, like really, like that's what I was talking about earlier with the modern player, old school player, Babano, at that limited time, all he's doing is chipping the puck. You know what I mean? So he'd be like, whatever, dude, there's 0.8 seconds left. I'm just going to flick this puck and the game's over. Today's player's like, no, 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 I'm going to I'm gonna blast this thing at the net. Yep. And I'm going to get my name on the score sheet. And, and exactly. I'm going to be, I'm going to screw this. There's an empty net. <laughs> totally different mindset. Oh, it's so frustrating. At that time, I'm like, are you kidding me, guys? You didn't need to do that. It was one of those, you really didn't need to do that uh, type of moments. But goals have been hard to come by. So one of the games went over because of the 1.1-second screw job. It's a Joan Collins special, as I call it. Um, so Calgary are minus 156. Put it this way. I'd rather lay 156 with the Flames and 182 with the with the Panthers on the road. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm going to do Calgary – Half of the half half unit on the Calgary full game money line, but I'm going to put half on the regulation line because I don't want the whole bet on a minus 160. You know what I mean? I want to cut the juice down uh, a little bit, uh, yeah. and that's exactly what I'm going to do here with Calgary. And this is the one game I will not be looking toward the over with. I mean, I actually think you're going to get back to what it was like in game one or in game two. It's going to be two nothing, two one, three one. I think for somebody, I think it's going to be really, really. A t- this is an important game, a pivotal game in the series. These are two teams. I think they're going to clamp down neither team's big guns are showing up other than Pavelski for Dallas who's been up and Lindholm for Calgary those have been the two guys that have done the scoring for their respective teams nobody else has really gotten it rolling so I lean under and I'm going to trust Calgary that hey they'll answer the bell here and tie this thing up the Carolina Hurricanes I'm actually on the Carolina Hurricanes in this series, too. I have a series bet. They frittered uh, away, Gabe, a, a missed opportunity, a huge one t- today in Boston with no Charlie McAvoy losing that game because of penalty trouble. Well, now they're minus 152 on Tuesday night. And yeah, I'm not going to say it's a must win, but it kind of is. That's the whole thing with these teams, man, that they don't get, right? It's like, guys, if you're, you know, you're, if you're up 2-1, man, there's a massive freaking difference between being up 3-1 and tied 2-2. Like it's like it's they're like different galaxies uh, that you're in. You're up 3-1, you're you're in control, man. The, the team flight is a good time, the meals taste better, the practices are funner. 2-2, it's just like ultra stress now. And now especially with these teams like Toronto, Babano and Carolina who go back home. You lose that game, bro. You're in a lot of freaking trouble after that, man. So when it comes to Carolina, I think they're bouncing back. I think they're going to win game four at home. Boston hasn't proven they can win in Carolina every bit as much as vice versa. Carolina has won Boston. Uh, And look, let's not forget, Carolina was leading the game two to one. They were carrying the play against Boston in game four on Sunday before all the penalty parades started. And they just took one really silly penalty after another. Rod Brindamore, that bad challenge that led to another penalty. And then the high sticking that put Boston on a five on three that gave them the go ahead goal. It just snowballed for Carolina. I think they bounced back. I don't, I'm not worried about who's in net. It could be Kochetkov. It could be Ronta. I think it probably will be Ronta now that he's back. To hell with Frederick Anderson. This guy takes a decade to heal from injuries. So I don't think we're going to see him in anytime soon. Uh, Carolina, I think, though, in game five is going to end up getting that done. The Toronto Maple Leafs are minus 132, home ice favorites on Tuesday night. That series, of course, is tied at two. We talked about Vasilevsky now being 16-0 off a loss, uh, but they have lost a lot of times off of a win. 
So if you're Toronto right now, you're in a position, you're, you know, like if you want to go by this 16 and 0 run that the Lightning are on off of a loss, you need to win the game. It's as simple as that. And you really do, considering the the negativity and the pressure that'll be on the Toronto Maple Leafs will grow quickly. As Babano brought up earlier, Leaf Nation's already thrown Tavares under the bus, right? And you know, I don't have a problem with it, Babano. My whole deal is the modern sports fan. Wait until the series is over. Like, that's my whole thing with these people. Like, you're not helping anybody. Like, by, you know, and I know you think, well, you know, I'm free to my opinion and stuff. Yeah, but if you want to call the guy a jerk off and you want to insult him and all this type of stuff, they see this stuff, right? Like, they see it. And if they don't see it, their friends see it, their 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 brother will see it and tell them and no. It does. It it, you know, it leads. The negativity does not help, man. It really doesn't. Yeah. Look at the Sixers when the Sixer fans are all positive and stuff. It's a hard place to play. The Sixer fans turn on the team, they lose, right? Like uh, the Vancouver Canuck players talked about it. I remember that I heard an interview one of them. That, you know, when people were bringing signs to the game and fire this guy and do this and that, and they asked the players, "Do you guys notice? And is it a problem? Is it is it like hard?" They said, "Yeah, it sucks." They said, you don't think we notice? Like, people are booing, and they got signs, and they're like, you know? And remember I told you earlier, too, the Canuck players, when they were in New York, the agents all in New York said, so what's life in Vancouver like anyways? They said, oh, it's great. They said, the, the, the organization's great. The city's beautiful. But they said, they said there's a lot of jerk-offs on Twitter, man. Right? Like, it's around the league. Like, players know this stuff, but man, yep. so, and I'm not saying, well, you know, that should matter, but support your team until they lose. That's my motto, Ben. Support them, and then after the series, go, listen, we got a problem with Tavares. You know what I mean? What are we going to do about it? But ripping them and calling them this and that, because eventually players will turn on you and stuff, and then they'll tap out. They'll be like, screw these people anyways, man. I got paid. Right? Like, it can go a lot of different ways. That's just, you know, that's my take on this. But the Leaf Nation will be supportive of them and stuff when they go back home. I think they can win it all, Ben. I think they will. I think this series is going seven games. I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, it's been win-loss, win-loss exactly. uh, for Toronto in this series. Why should the pattern change? And you know Toronto's probably terribly uh, upset with the way they played. I would probably split that between the first period and the full game because, look, the t- the start is what killed the game for Toronto. Hey, you're better uh, off like, getting smoked by battle, actually, what you just said. It's kind of true. Like, losing a 3-2 game and all that is heartbreaking and stuff. You get your ass handed to you, you're, you're going to be ready the next night. You are, and I think the Leafs will. I think they win game five. Tampa probably wins game six, and we're sitting here uh, in a few days in a game seven, and it's tight, a one-goal game in the third probably for someone. So what, they'll play, so that would be five. So we would be on after Wednesday. We would be on, though, after the the game six then Wednesday night with Cam. Yep. It's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? No, no, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It's going to be. Oh, Tuesday. I'm all confused with the days here. I think tomorrow's today or, yeah. Okay, let me move on. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm lost. Uh, stupid dates. Uh, all right, fine. Listen, about it. we got about 30 seconds here. The Blues in the Wild. Here's another series. I think this is going to end up going seven games. These two teams are so evenly matched. It's going back and forth and stuff. Total six and a half. So this one, I think we're going seven, so I almost have to take the Wild. Yeah, Wild in the over for me. And just because we're out of time, NBA on Monday, I love the Celtics. One of my bigger opinions Whoa. of playoffs. I love really, the Celtics huh? game four. All right, Babano ends strong. Leopard, Babano ends with a hot pick, hot take on the way out. Great stuff, Babano. Always appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. All right, thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oh, yeah. Late Night Anger Management Class. Thanks to Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, for kicking it with us. If you like baseball, uh, we're going to talk a lot of baseball. Level 3, Jason B. Takafin is going to join us. So I would say, listen, it was an epic weekend of sports. And, like, really epic, man. It was the biggest upset in Kentucky Derby um, in, in 109 years, going back to 1913. You had an 80-to-1 shot to win. And in case you're wondering, what did it pay? A $2 exacta paid $4,100.20. A dollar trifecta paid $14,870.70. A $1 superfecta, $321,000. That's the score right there. Imagine a $1 bet. Like, we always hear about these crazy sports parlays and stuff. It's like, oh, wow, 80 to 1, and, like, these guys win, you know, uh, parlays. But this was 320,000 to 1. <laughs> the superfecta. Four. You know you know what sucked, too? I actually would have won $217. Um, oh, wow, I know. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I actually had an exact that it was fixed odds. It was a fixed odds exacta with, um, who did I have? Uh, they had a three and a ten. And it, they were coming down the stretch. I was like, oh, man, I think I'm actually going to win. I was pissed off, though, the white of Barrio faded, right? So then I looked. I'm like, oh, I think I might win this exacta, actually. And then, boom. If you haven't seen the overhead shot, it really is amazing watching how the race trans, uh, transpired. really is a great angle. So I was going to say, one of the craziest things that happened this week, an 80-to-1 shot wins the Kentucky Derby. He wasn't even supposed to be in a damn race. The Michael Chandler kick hurt around the world. Tony Ferguson, that picture where Ferguson's face is like, you see that picture and you make you, you know, you should have said, I'm going to retire now. And Jonathan Quick trying to make a save without a glove on his hand, which actually wasn't a very smart thing to do, bro. This is Portrait. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.